When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one pulls up like we do. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this screw. Welcome to the show, let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us, it's time to get rough. Turn the whole room up, it's never enough. Let's go, let's go. It's go time! The SENSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Finkley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Drop something, which is a really good start to the podcast. Hello, SENSA family. Thanks for listening. Bryce Gibbs, I like this time because we're not restricted on things we have to do or things we have to say. We just have a chat and talk about what people are going to hear on the podcast. And it's safe to say I've seen you the most engaged you've been in three weeks because you got to talk about birds. Yes, uh, <laughs> I was wrapped when we decided to throw this out to the to the listeners this morning. And the question was, with the re- recent retirement of uh, Aaron Finch, uh, who is the best bird-related athlete? So a bit of word association with birds and, yep. and uh, athletes' names. So, you know, we threw up... Um, Dane Swan. Dane Swan, Larry Bird. Dean Cox, because it's a rooster. Yes, uh, Shay Cockatoo Collins. Very good. Nathan um, Eagleton. Nathan Eagleton. Sean Wren. Tom Hawkins. Uh, the list goes Jackson on. Jackson Bird. Tom Sparrow. We, uh, we Simon had, Peacock. Oh, we just we were on fire. Nigel Toucan. The, the, <laughs> the text line was on fire, so uh, we certainly had a bit of fun this morning. John Rosella. Uh, yep. Um, Budgie Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Kookaburra. <laughs> Okay, so you can, you, get the uh, yeah, you can have a listen. We've been in early today. We're quite delirious. We also caught up with Lockie Jones from the Port Adelaide Footy Club, who's had a haircut and looking forward to a big season. Henry Hunt from the Redbacks, and it'd be great if they won some more games so we could uh, break that drought like the Adelaide Giants did. And uh, Corey Homicide-Williams, who makes big statements. Um, some of them are full on. And when you listen to the interview, you will hear us being unsure when it's our turn to speak because um, – Corey will speak and then there's silence. And we thought that's our time to step in, but then he keeps going. Um, so I didn't know what I was doing. Trying to find the gap in there, weren't you? To yeah, just jump in. And, and you, you asked him about six, eight questions. I'm not sure he actually answered he any He didn't of answer them. any so, of them, no. um, he, uh, he was good value. There's no doubt about that. No, that's fine. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. And what about Dave Flamingo as a former... AFL great. <laughs> I was right when Steven Seagal got a mention. No, that too. was really good. Enjoy the podcast. Is this Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And good morning to you on this Wednesday, the 8th of Feb. Uh, Bryce Gibbs. Second last show, I'm, I'm getting emotional, I'll be honest with you, mate. I'm getting really emotional about what's going to happen over the next few days. It's good to be speaking with you. How are you? Uh, I'm very well this morning, Walshy. And yeah, a couple of days left, but that's okay. That's okay. We've, uh, we've held the fort well, I think, over this first 
couple of weeks of uh, of summer brekkie and uh, the new show will start uh, in a couple oh, next week. Mark Bickley joins us on Tuesday morning. Um, we're going to try and get him on at the end of the week too, which is going to be brilliant. He's up and about. He's had a very long off season. Bix just sunning himself. He's got a very um, pasty body, so um, he's been sun smart, but he's got a swimming pool and he's been listening every morning too. So it's going to be great to have him on the show. Uh, it certainly will be, and there's no excuses for Bix. He'll be well rested. He'll uh, he'll have plenty of good content, no doubt, leading into uh, his first week on air with you. And uh, yeah, listeners should uh, be looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, so I need to let you know what's happened for the first. 30 seconds to a minute of the show. I didn't think my headphones were working and I thought that um, I thought that cane corns broke them, to be honest with you. And um, I just realised that they were turned down all vo- the way. You had a volume issue. Yeah, well, I didn't know where the knob was. And I just realised that I'm the knob in the studio. <laughs> so that's all sorted. Um, we are here in Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy. It's going to be a big show as well. I'm up and about this morning. I've been in this studio since around 430 and it's now 6.03. Why did you get here so early? Well, I wanted to share this with you for the first time. And I think it's important that we, um, as radio brothers, share in the victories and and learn as we go through growth opportunities. Um, my daughter is in year one at her primary school. And we got a letter that was sent home with her last week during her first week. And... The letter basically said, um, we are looking for people who are interested in getting involved in kids' sport. So uh, uh, this is something that I'm super passionate about because when I was growing up, my, my dad was working a lot, so I didn't really have many opportunities for my parents to watch me participate in sport. So I had to circle uh, how I wanted to be involved in basketball. My daughter, Range, she's like, I think I want to play basketball. And I'm very much so, a, um, you do whatever you want to do and I'll support it as long as you're happy. And as long as it's not cricket, because I don't want to sit around all day on a Saturday. Watch field yeah. in the outfield, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, I decided to circle a particular role in uh, the organisation at this primary school. Yesterday, I received an email and the email was, was pleasing. So I'll just give you a, a little bit of an idea of what the email said so we can celebrate together because I, I think it's worth celebrating this. Um, hi. Thank you very much for volunteering to coach your child's school basketball team. We would like to officially offer you the role. Winner! So you are now speaking to the coach of the year one room 31 primary school basketball team. And this is SCNSA and I pretty much feel like I'm now a guest on the show as the coach. (laughs) So you've been uh, in here at 4.30 just drawing up plays yeah. for the team, working out tactics, working out your game plan, yeah. your coaching philosophy. This is unbelievable. I've never done this before and I don't know how to coach kids sport and I'm thinking, do I just give all the awards to my daughter now? Or, <laughs> I mean, do I have to be a little bit more strict? This is the one thing I sorted out last night with my daughter and she's really excited about it. I told her the news when I picked her up from school yesterday and she was pumped. Every player on the team... And myself will have a different handshake. <laughs> yeah. We will have individual handshakes. When, if you're the coach, maybe you need to, you got to be careful. You got to 
there's a there's a fine line between good relationships with yeah, your no. players and you know going too far with those relationships and having a handshake with them. You know, you know, you might be pushing it a bit. I was thinking about bringing in leading teams early. <laughs> you better keep stop start sitting them in the front of the group <laughs> and just talk about what they're here for. So I don't know what to do to be honest because I love basketball. I just dress like a basketballer, but that's it. I'm not good at playing the sport, but I'm excited about this because I think. Um, Growing up, there's lots of things that as a parent, as you would know, mate, you've got a couple of kids. You're like, okay, so what are the kids now learning in school? It's even got to a stage that in school now with kids' sports, sometimes they don't even keep score, which, okay, fine. But what's the what's the mentality? Is it, you know, I just want the kids to go out there and have fun, to learn about teamwork, to learn about enjoying the sport before it becomes results-driven. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, even though I'll probably, like, get one of those whiteboards and do that kind of stuff. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll love it. Basketball, Charlie played basketball for the first time last year and all over the summer. And watching junior basketball, at, especially at that age, it is utter chaos. Great. It is like literally bees to a honeypot. Yeah. They're both sides just run around uh, like cut snakes and it's actually quite entertaining to watch so you will enjoy it yeah i'm looking forward to it and uh it'll be interesting to speak to some of the other parents too because there might be some real stage mum and dads who are like my kid is going to make it to the nba at six years old and i have to manage those expectations and i'll bench those kids you are happy to have those conversations i'll bench them yeah absolutely okay yeah I mean, don't mess with me, all right? I've just got the job, so I'll do a press conference at about 11.30 this afternoon. I might get out there in uh, King William Street and do that. Um, we are here today. Thank you very much to Prepped as well, the Athletes' Choice of Performance Hydration Drinks, and we are feeling very hydrated this morning. Um, a lot of good guests on the show as well. Um, Port Adelaide have their internal trial, and that is for the public. You can purchase tickets that to the end of next week. So we'll catch up with Lockie Jones. We've heard that he's cut his hair as well. And that's, that's a big thing for Lockie Jones to do that. Yeah, and I'm worried. I'm because wor- of the hair? I'm worried that he's cut his hair. Well, how did that impact you? I lost all my football ability after <laughs> I cut my hair. Okay. That's what I'm putting it's it down to anyway. Direct, very direct. <laughs> um, so, no, it'll be great to speak to him. Um, also, from the Redbacks, Henry Hunt, the stand-in skipper. And the NBL awards were on last night. We'll get to them a little bit later on. But Corey Homicide-Williams, who always has uh, a lot to say, um, which is brilliant. So it's going to be a big show, I reckon. We've also got a very special edition of The Bryce's Right, which every edition is special. Um, but today, you're going to get out of your comfort zone oh, no. a little bit. I have. I flicked over our notes, mm. that we uh, the run sheet of the show, and I've seen what is on the agenda for today, yeah. and I'm not liking it, to be honest. Really? I'm not liking it. Well, we don't have to do it. Well, we will because, as you said, it, so we'll, sometimes it's about – Getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a bit nervous now, but we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, the talkback line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The text is zero four two seven one five four one double six. Save the numbers into your phone, and if if you're listening on the app, um, that's probably the, the best way to do it. If you're not listening on sixteen twenty nine, you can just get in touch with us directly. I, in a moment, have a conspiracy theory, which is going to blow your mind. I, I promise you, there's there's history going to be made in a, a sport um, overseas this week. And I will get Jason to the studio to be part of this experience too, because this is going to rock your world. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know 
what you're going to do with the rest of your life after you <laughs> after you hear this. It's a real game changer, is it? Absolute game changer. Okay. I'm saving the best to last. hints or just you're going to go the only, in blind? Wait. Yeah. All right. I think the only hint I'll say that it's going to come up in a moment and just prepare yourself Race. for it. Right. Um, we're going for 33 degrees today across oh, Adelaide. Tomorrow, okay. 36. And that's quite warm. So make sure you get hydrated right now. And you can do that by having that prep, the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks. We will be back. And trust me, this is going to blow your mind. We've got some polls to go through as well. We'll get Jason into the studio. It's SENSA. Good morning. My three get one free at Thai Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Past six on this Wednesday morning. Definitely get involved on the talk bat line. one 736 736 MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. Already got some texts coming in. We do. Plenty of uh, coaches out there coaching their their son or their daughter's sporting team. Callum off the text line. I've been coaching my son's team since year one. Now he's in year six. You definitely need to temper your expectations, Walshy. I've spent most of the first year yelling, get off the floor or pay attention, but it is great fun. Yeah, see, the pay attention one is going to be interesting, especially if all of the kids are like my six-year-old daughter. But I know this might sound a little bit sentimental, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the excitement in the kids' faces when they make their first basket or, for my daughter's sake, when she commits her first foul because she'll get a tech foul straight away and I'm, I'm pumped for that. So, um, no, please keep sending your um, advice through. She will definitely will get a tech foul and then I'll get ejected in the first game. Uh, let's get into this with Jace. Morning to you, extraordinaire producer, the the man who you speak to when you do call us on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jason Regan, how are you, my friend? I am well. It's been an eventful morning already. Mm. Uh, I was greeted this morning by yourself. Now, what time did you get to the office this morning? Yeah, four thirty. What were you doing? Well, I've I figured that that was the the best time for me to get back to emails uninterrupted. So. I see. Um, I got into the building, I had a coffee, I just sat in the dark and looked out the window just considering why I get up so early and here we are. Now that's absolute nonsense, folks. Uh, If you want to know what he was actually doing Mm. at that time of morning, when I got here I snuck into the studio just as Bryce was arriving Mm. and up on Twitter right now you can see what while she was actually doing sitting in the dark, like... uh, I don't see too many like middle-aged Moby-style people <laughs> listening to the Backstreet Boys at about five in the morning. So check that out on Twitter. Well, whatever gets you up and about, I think. It's <laughs> like motivational I, stuff, eh? I enjoyed it. Thank you. Did you what's, what music did you listen to, Bryce, before running out there for Carlton and the Crows and the Panthers? Was Hang on. Was the Moby reference pun intended or...? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just, just double-checking. I was yeah. pretty happy with it. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I was um, a bit of rock, you know, yeah. old school rock, Foo Fighters. Okay. A bit on a prayer, the, a bit of Bon Jovi. A bit of Bon Jovi, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe early days it, it made the uh, the cut, but I was a big Grinspoon fan oh, yeah. through those years. Aussie yeah, rock. Get you, get you up and going. Now you're talking. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to this conspiracy theory in a moment, but yes. we've got a, a couple of polls up on social media today and something very interesting regarding a recent retiree. So what have we got, Jace? Uh, not one, not two, but two today. Uh, two of them are polls and one of them is a free-for-all. Now, Bryce Gibbs has done his homework on the question that we are asking, which we are not putting up as a poll. 
This is a question. We want your texts. We want your tweets. It'll go up on Twitter soon. Aaron Finch has retired from international cricket, all forms. So mm-hmm. he will be going around with the Renegades, which is great. We'll still get to see him in the Big Bash. But he has retired from T20 international cricket. Now, I'm not going to steal your thunder on this, Bryce. Uh, what is the uh, the question that we are asking the listeners? Uh, and it's one of my favourites that we're, we're going to put out today. And while she did come up with it... Uh, That's a team effort. In, ...during the week. so And I was all for it. And I love a game of word association more mm. than anyone. So the question is, with the retirement of Aaron Finch, who is the best bird-related athlete? So the best bird-related athlete. Any, any word association regarding birds? Bruce Reed. Yeah. Turn it yeah. into so an Aaron, athlete. Yeah, so Aaron Finch. Aaron a Finch, Finch is a bird. Correct. Yeah. Right. Another, so, another, another easy example, Dane Swan. I like yeah, it. because a swan is a bird. Is a bird. Yeah. Right. You got me? Yeah. You got any there, Jace? Uh, no, because I haven't given it any thought Did you whatsoever. say Bruce Reed? Bruce Reed. Yeah, he was, his nickname was Big Bird. Okay, because I was going to say Bruce or Reed isn't a bird. He's got nothing to do with birds, <laughs> but but his nickname <laughs> does. Yeah, see, good, good. see what I did there. I, I, I reckon okay. we accept that's like Glenn McGrath pigeon. That's right. Yeah. See? Accept that. Yes, we're absolutely. looking for loose associations yeah. or literal ones, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. I got another one for you. Yeah, Shay Cockatoo Collins. Oh, that's really good. Go. Yeah, now we're starting to get you. on a roll. Um, Robin Nahas. Robin, Robin Nahas. There you okay. go. I like that. There's a couple in the AFL. Paul Seedsman. What? Well, birds. Seeds. <laughs> yeah, okay. Never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a fail. Twitter polls. Let's talk about what we're actually offering up on Twitter. Um, with Bruce McAvaney being um, announced as a life member of the AFL, how good is this, South Australia's own? Uh, I thought we'd have a look at the best modern-day football callers. So there's a distinct SEN flavour to the options that we've put up there, but I believe that those two that we've put up there that are SEN alumni mm. are in the top three. Um you may have uh, other thoughts. There's plenty of them getting around. So uh, the options that I've given you, there's three of them plus other. And if you do choose other on Twitter, please specify. Tweet us and let us know who you mean. So we've got Jared Waitley, who I just think is the premier caller in the game right now. Dwayne Russell, who I really like listening to call as well. But, of course, there's the great man BT as an option as well. There he is. Uh, so if you're a BT fan, you can have your say there on Twitter. And... Um, the, the other Twitter poll is, well, I don't know about this one, Jared. Take us through the, the, the last one here because I, I wasn't going to run with this in the end, but I think it needed it, we need to find out what our listeners are thinking on this. Which was your favourite non-football SA championship win? So we're saying Adelaide United in 15-16. Was it the Strikers in BBL 7? The 36 is 2002, or the Adelaide Giants, who are still celebrating over the past 48 hours. So um, now I know there one. are others, mm. uh, and again, if if there are others, put them in the comments, tweet us, text us as well. But I know there are plenty of others that could fit the bill there, and it's hard to find four. But they are the last four. Um, um, men's titles that we've won, so non-football related. So if you've got others, let us know. Thank you, Jace and Bryce. Um, I'm going to hold on to this conspiracy theory for a couple of moments, but do not go anywhere because this is going to absolutely 
shake the foundations of radio in South Australia. And trust me, you do not want to miss it. We are here thanks to Tyre Power. Big holiday sale now on if you want to get involved. The text 0427 154 is 23 minutes past six. Good morning. 28 minutes past six on this Wednesday morning going for 33 degrees today. We are here in Studio Lumo SA, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Some big names on the show this morning too. Lockie Jones. From the Port Adelaide Football Club, Henry Hunt from the SA Redbacks and Corey Williams to take us through all the NBL awards last night. Uh, We'll break them down, of course, during our sports update. So, Bryce, before we head to the news, um, I've been teasing this this morning. We've got plenty of bird-related athletes we'll get to after the news too. Um, So my conspiracy theory is one that I only heard over the past few days because it's going to be a big week in American sport. You know that I love my American sport, especially the NBA. I can confirm that. For the audience, can you please explain why it's going to be a big week for LeBron James, potentially? Because he is could break the NBA record for most points scored ever in history. So he's 36 points away from surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the league's all-time scorer. Now that could happen today when the Lakers play the Oklahoma City Thunder. So Josh Giddy's Thunder. Now they're trash as a team um when it comes to the NBA of course they're they're okay but they're not great because they've just got lots of young kids. Um so it could happen. 36 I don't think it will happen today. I think what will happen is that he will surpass it when they play Milwaukee next. Now, why is that interesting? So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar started off with Milwaukee before he went to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's a little bit conspiracy, right? That's great. That's nice and fitting. But this is the thing. As the facts stand, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar passed Wilt Chamberlain's scoring record to become the NBA's all-time scorer on the 5th of April, 1984. LeBron James was born at the end of December in 1984. So that date, when LeBron James was born, is around 38 weeks after Kareem broke Wilt's record. So what that suggests is around the time of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record, LeBron James was conceived. You're putting it down to the day. Look, anything can happen when it comes to um, pregnancy. But what I'm saying is, yes. <laughs> yes, I can confirm. <laughs> you might be onto something. Think you about it. You might be onto something. Anyone could have been born around that time, but LeBron James was conceived on the date that Wilt Chamberlain had his record broken by Kareem. Yeah, right. So on the date that LeBron breaks Kareem's record, you have a look at all the children that are going to be conceived with people hoping that they could be the next chosen one like LeBron James. Thoughts? I know. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that homework. And that's going to be not today, tomorrow. I think they are scheduled to play the Bucks. Well, there you go. So it's going to... You you need to put that out there. Is that so? Is that common information, or that's some homework that you've done yourself? I don't reveal my sources, and <laughs> I just think that you seem a bit underwhelmed. No, no, it. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. You're very excited this morning to uh, to announce that, yeah. and I actually reckon you're onto something. 
Okay. Well, I reckon you're onto something big here. Maybe can we get LeBron's mum on? Maybe and if we can, can, can <laughs> confirm that. that. On the show today, we got Lockie Jones from Port Adelaide, Henry Hunt, and LeBron James's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call on 300-736-736 and we'll get a sports update next. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 24 minutes to 7. Been a big show already if you've just tuned in. It is Jared Walsh. Bryce Gibbs here. Mark Bickley joins us on Tuesday morning as we welcome him to the SENSA family. Uh, we are here thanks to more Team Ford Mount Barker. For V6 Ranger, Bryce, there's a fair bit going on on the text line at the moment before we get into the sports update. There certainly is, and we knew this might get the text line buzzing, especially early in the morning, get everyone up and about. The question was, with the retirement of Aaron Finch, who is the best bird-related athlete? A couple of good ones off the text line. Callum, obviously, Larry Bird. That's, yeah, that's a good uh, one. Speaks for itself, yep. doesn't it? Um, someone's texting Michelangelo Rucci because he's cheap, cheap, cheap. Bit of a drive-by oh, there. Uh, this one's a good one. Daniel Chick, who couldn't throw the bird because he has had his finger amputated. <laughs> That's Mario from Maslin's Beach. I don't mind that at all. And uh, Paul, uh, not bird-related, but uh, 4.30 in the morning explains why you're contemplating the conception dates of athletes. Jared, you need sleep and help. Yeah, I do. But I, I feel like... My body clock's all out of whack, especially with two young kids. But I mean, it also love like shows that I just love being in Studio Lumo. So I'm just here. Just can't stop, won't stop. That's exactly right. Let's get into a sports update. There's plenty of sports news floating around the world too, Bryce. There is certainly. And the NBL awards were on last night. And the Sydney King superstar Xavier Cooks has won the Andrew Gaze Trophy as the most valuable player for the 22-23 Hungry Jacks NBL season. Cooks polled 120 votes, beating Perth's Bryce Cotton. Uh, on 96 votes, and the South East Melbourne's Mitch Creek on 80 votes. Uh, two Adelaide 36ers collected awards during the evening, Antonius Cleveland, who won the Damien Martin Trophy for the second year running, becoming the eighth player in history to win back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year, and Kai Soto uh, won the Fans MVP award. We'll talk to Corey Homicide-Williams about that a little bit after 8 o'clock. Um, the interesting thing last night about that is the... NBL social media team announced all of the awards before they were broadcast. So you knew who was going to win them, which is really frustrating because you want to sit there and and watch the broadcast, which was done really well. Shout out to Antonius Cleveland, who's incredible, and we're stoked to have him at the Adelaide 36ers. So we hope that he stays. And um, Xavier Cooks is next level good. There were so many scouts watching his last couple of games in the NBL. The interesting one is Kai Soto though. So the fans award is voted on social media and the social media following of the Adelaide 36ers increased 100 fold as soon as he signed because of the fan base in the Philippines. So basically um, all of the fans from the Philippines had voted for Kai Soto and because it was a social media vote. Extended family. Exactly. exactly (laughs) Two years in a row. And people were saying on social media last night, it's going to be great when he's not in the league anymore because um, of the actual award will go to someone else because it would have just kept on going. So um, the 36ers have their uh, Mark Davis perpetual MVP award on Friday night. I would think that Antonius Cleveland will win that. 
um, which will be someone different to Daniel Johnson. Yes. Uh, he's had another good year, though, hasn't he? Yes. Um, is Antonius Cleveland. Um, uh, we're going to go to cricket now. So cricket fans have seen the last of our boy Aaron Finch in the green and gold uh, with Willow in hand after the veteran call time on his illustrious international cricket career. Finch, former captain of the Australian white ball sides who would represent his country at all three levels, retired last year from ODI cricket. The time... A new phase, uh, particularly with the World Cup coming up in um, 2024, I think that the time is right to allow them enough time and space to allow a, a new captain to take over and, and move the team in their direction. And um, it's been a pretty amazing journey. So, yeah, it's been a pretty special ride. And, and like I said, now is the right time to call it. And and I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful for everything that that I've achieved. And so he will continue in the big bash for the Melbourne Renegades, uh, and uh, what an unbelievable career he's had. And when uh, when I lived in Melbourne, I lived in uh, Ascot Vale for a number of years, and used to see him down at the Union Hotel. He's come a long way from just uh, drinking pots and smoking darts, that's for sure. Well, that's so. the funny thing about it that you his body shape has always been a little bit unique, and some cricketers can get away with it. But I'm sure that also helps his his big hitting, which is why he's been. So amazing to do what he's done. One of the best T20 players in the world at one stage, especially with the ODIs. I, I, I think that he would have liked to have been in contention to play some test cricket, um, a little bit more of, of the the red ball. But, uh, yeah, the fact we keep him in the BBL is really good for Australia. It certainly is. Uh, and Melbourne Victory have announced the signing of experienced centre-back Damien De Silva from League One powerhouse Lyon. Uh, De Silva arrival helps fill the hole left by former Socceroos defender Matthew Speranovic, who retired last week. So that's a pretty significant signing for the Melbourne victory. And talking about signings. Yeah, so what what's happened at the moment in the A-League is the window's closed. So they needed to do all of their transfers. What you'll see, uh, like with yesterday um, and over the next few days, a lot of A-League clubs will announce signings and transfers. This is the only time that they can do it before heading into the A-League finals. So the yes moment, thanks to Optus, I think is for Adelaide United because they're going to announce a signing of a new player over the next 24 hours. It might be today. Um, and I, I don't want to break too much confidence, but you know how yesterday we were having that conversation about players from Adelaide United ending up at Melbourne Victory. Well, this could be the other way around. Young South Australian kid, midfielder, who will replace Day, And we need someone like that at Adelaide United. I think that we've got a good young midfield brigade with Louis Dorigo, with Johnny Yale, who hasn't seen much first-team football. Um, but this kid played the last time Adelaide United played against Melbourne Victory and played really well. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, if you needed me to say one more thing, he's got beautiful hair. So if you're smart, you can go back and... Uh... Find out who it is. Definitely. So it is good for Adelaide United, and that is our yes moment. Thank you very much to Optus. There's plenty of footy news going around too. We'll get to that a little bit later on if you want to get in touch with the show. 0427-154-166. It's 17 minutes to 7. It's to 7.33 degrees we're going for on this Wednesday. We are here in Studio Lumo, SA powered by Lumo Energy. Talking heads in a couple of moments, but... Bryce, the phones and the text lines gone off this morning. They certainly have a few more uh, texts uh, with 
which reti- with the retirement of uh, Aaron Finch, who is the best bird-related athlete, we've got one of our SEN SEN's own celebrities in Tim Goose Gossage. Good. I didn't mind that at all. Uh, I've got a couple written down here. Uh, Tom Hawkins. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. You're happy with that one. Yeah. And uh, Tom Sparrow from Melbourne. He gets a mention as well. I just thought of one briefly then too. Former Port Adelaide player and from the Western Bulldogs, Nathan Eagleton. Nathan Eagleton. That's a good one, there hey? We go. We're on. We're starting to get a roll on. So if you got any, uh, text them through 0427 154 166. talk too much. This is what we like to do every morning. We have a look around the SEN stable just to see who is speaking to who. And it's a really big week for us too. Our exclusive coverage of the Australia-India Test Series. Anchored by Adam Collins with Jared Waitley joining the action live from India. Uh, and Bharat Sundarayson is our very own here in South Australia who's uh, on a mission at the moment. Headed over there to catch up with some of the big names when it comes to international cricket. We're very lucky to have his exclusive chat with Steve Smith. Stephen Smith, thanks for speaking to us. Uh, two days out from uh, the first test, uh, India-Australia, there's a lot of hype, always a lot of expectation. And just the training and how are you looking forward to it? Yeah, excited. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's rolled around uh, nice and quick now. It's, uh, it's time to get out and play. Uh, we've had a good preparation the last week or so here in, in India. The guys have, have done really well um, and it's, uh, it's game time now, so it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, and just look, there's a lot of talk about a spin and how to play against spin. You've had your own approach and you've worked around it over the years. Uh, you've made many trips to India before you've had success here. So where is your batting against spin now? No, I feel like I'm in a good place. Um, no, I feel like I'm batting nicely. So uh, all the work in the last week, getting used to the conditions again has, has been really good. Now it's just about implementing those plans nicely out in the middle and, yeah, fingers crossed it all pays off. And, and of course, there'll be all eyes on your battle with, with Ashwin and Jadeja, two guys you've played a lot against over the years. Uh, all three of you are at a stage in your career where you've all seen it all. So just about that, and look forward to it. Yeah, no, I always love coming up against uh, quality performers like those two. Um, you know, they're, they're world-class, particularly in these conditions. So uh, it's going to be a good battle. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, and just in terms of like the batting around you, I mean, you've been part of different batting lineups over the years on India Tour. Um, where do you see this one, a bunch of them who haven't played any test cricket at all in India? No, I think, um, the, I think they can take a lot of confidence out of the way we've played the last year or so uh, in Pakistan and Sri Lanka. Um, the methods that guys have been able to adopt um, have been really good. So uh, the practice has been good the last week. Guys have been working on their plans and how they want to go about it. So now it's just implementing it in the middle when you're under pressure. And that's if we do that well, uh, hopefully it goes a long way to winning. Is, is it a good thing that there's a nice mix of uh, batters who play spin differently, like up and down the order? I think so, yeah. Got a few guys that sweep really nicely, guys that use their feet, get deep in their crease, defend well. Um, it's a good mix, so yeah, hopefully it's a little bit unsettling for the bowlers. That's the that's the key, I suppose, and um, we're able to put pressure on them in different ways. And just in terms of the, the spin bowling, I mean, there's Nathan Lyon, and then three relatively inexperienced bowlers at, at this level in, in test cricket. Uh, just how do you see them backing up uh, Nathan Lyon? Well, I'm sure everyone will be fine. Um, uh, we've worked really hard the last week. Guys have been able to get used to the conditions and 
yeah, uh, find find what works for them. So, um, no, it should be a, a good challenge between bat and ball. And, look, it's India versus Australia, uh, so there'll always be Steve Smith and Virat Kohli and those things come up. How do you look at those comparisons, if you can call them that, uh, leading into a series, apart from just focusing on your own batting? Yeah, no, I don't look at them. Uh, <laughs> I just focus on what I can control, and that's uh, yeah, implementing my plans and hopefully having some success out in the middle to, to help us score a good total. And, and just finally, look, uh, for a lot of guys in this team, this is potentially the last test tour to India, uh, just based on where they are, the stages mm-hmm. are that hunger to, to win, like you want that feather in your cap, like a series win in India. How much of a driving factor do you think that is as a team for you guys to win? No, of course. Uh, and, uh, not just the guys that are potentially on their last tour. I think everyone here is here for a reason to, to try and have a successful tour. Um, winning here would be a yeah, huge feather in our cap, as you said. Um, it's a, it's a big one for us. So, uh, no, the guys are excited and ready to get into it. Beautiful. Thanks. Cool well, Steve. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much to Barat and the person who was laughing hysterically in the background throughout that whole interview. It's a good get, though, because Steve Smith's got a point to prove. You could see the way he finished the the BBL, and I always feel like he's he's on the road to redemption no matter what he is doing or where he's playing, and there's no bigger challenge than playing in India. Yeah, and and the oh, he, he played it down uh, pretty quickly, but the rivalry against Virat Kohli as well, he said he doesn't pay attention to it, but... I'm calling bulldust, yeah. and I reckon he will be getting himself up for that challenge directly against Virat Kohli. And we we want to see that as supporters and spectators of Australian cricket. Um, the the major points I got out of that it's all about just getting used to the conditions, isn't it? Obviously, a lot more challenging, different environment over there. Uh, it, it sounds like the Aussies have, have settled in well. Uh, they've had a, a good prep and. Uh, he spoke about the the boys, the batting, taking confidence out of the tour of Pakistan uh, and the tour of Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka about batting on on some of those wickets that turn a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think he's got a good point about the the batting lineup that they have in there at the moment. They all play spin a little bit differently, which that that will keep the bowlers guessing, and and that's what you need to do over there. Mm. It's going to be on their terms. We need to keep them keep them guessing uh, as best we can. Um, so uh, it all sounds pretty good, but as we know, once uh, the, the game starts, the, the atmosphere and the, the, the Indian crowds that uh, don't stop chanting it's and cheering... It's just a constant noise, just the, a buzz. ...for the whole, whole day yeah. uh, can be quite intimidating. So until they're actually out there... Uh, and the first bowl has been played. We, we won't see how the boys will actually handle the conditions, but Steve Smith, uh, he's, he reckons they're in a pretty good place, which is good to hear. So Barat's over there now. I saw on his social media, and we can retweet this via our SENSA Twitter account. Um, interesting treatment of the pitch in Nagpur. The ground staff watered the entire centre of the surface and only the length areas outside the left-hander's leg stump and then rolled only at the centre, stopping short every time they got to the good length areas at both ends. So that's it, they're going to do what they feel is necessary because it's it's their home ground. They want to make it as difficult as possible for the Australian team. It's just like Damien Hoff here. You expect runs to be made at Adelaide Oval and they know what they're going to expect when they play here. Virat Kohli, when he was here for the World Cup, said that it was his second home playing in Adelaide Oval. He knows what to expect. I feel like there's a little bit of 
um, unexpected areas about what's being prepared for the Aussies over there. Yeah, and they, they're well and truly aware of that. So they've got to prepare for, for absolutely anything. I think it's pretty green at the moment, but that's going to get mowed mowed down significantly before day one of play. But uh, yeah, there's a bit of extra motivation here. And Steve Smith said this could be the last India tour for some of the boys. So to to get a series win in India, which hasn't happened for a very long time, mm. that uh, that certainly adds a little bit extra motivation for, for our Aussie cricketers. Good to get an insight from Mike Hussey as well, who indicated why it is so difficult. There's lots of lots of challenges. Uh, it, it just the, it's probably just because the conditions are so foreign than what we're used to. That yep. um, the it's hot, it's humid in in, in various places. The, yeah, you have to score your runs in different um, parts of the ground because it, the ball's turning a lot. Uh, you, uh, you you generally score a lot square of the wicket, whereas in Australia you can hit down the ground with a lot more confidence. Um, you know, there's not as many pulls and cuts over there because the ball doesn't bounce as much. There's a lot of reverse swing um, that you've got to contend with. Starting against spin is really difficult. Plus, there's, you know, the challenges of the crowd, um, the external things like, you know, the food's different. Um, you know, it, everything's just very different and foreign to what we're used to. So, mm. I don't know, I've probably named about 10 things there. <laughs> From Sports Day last night, um, the Australian team preparing to take on India, and that is going to be live and exclusive on SEN2. So it's brilliant that we can bring you ball-by-ball coverage over there. Not too far away, Bryce Gibbs, we are going to be speaking with Lockie Jones from the Port Adelaide Football Club, which I'm excited about hearing from Lockie Jones. It's a really important season for him. He wants to stay fit, obviously, first of all, and play all of the matches, including hopefully finals. What are you looking forward to hearing from him? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I am. I'm, And he's sort of one that has been just going under the radar a little bit. No one's really spoken about him too much. Uh, a lot's been spoken about, obviously, Connor Rosie, Butters, Dersma's looking to bounce back. Uh, Josh Sin is looking to, to have a, a big year. And, and obviously, Jason Horn francis is mm. their, their new young boom recruit. So Lockie Jones is, is still a quality player. And I want to ask him who he's fighting against for a spot in this side, in this Port Adelaide side, which... If everyone's fit and up and going, it's going to be a pretty it's going to be pretty tight for for spots. So I want to find out where he where he's going to be playing and who he's battling against for uh, for selection. Port Adelaide fans, if you do have any questions you want us to ask Lockie Jones, feel free to send them in. So you can do that via social media or on the text line 0427154166. If you're listening on the app, you can just press the text button too. Before we head into the news, we had another text from Daniel. We're talking about bird-related athletes because of the retirement of Aaron Finch. Finch isn't even the best Finch Ian Baker Finch, number one. We've had some great names today too. Had some absolutely rippers. It's like the Avery of bird names here in Studio Lumo, um, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Lockie Jones from the Port Adelaide Football Club. And then we've got to talk about AFL captains as well. There's a lot of new ones. We'll do that next on SEN. Good morning. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, a warm one today, 33 degrees, heating up for the back end of the week too, uh, going for 36 tomorrow. It's warm, it's heating up in Studio Lumo, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bryce Gibbs is here for a few more days. He's part of the SCNSM family, Uh, of course, on Saturday mornings with Tom Lyon. But Mark Bickley is the voice you're going to hear this time next week. 
We'll try and get him on tomorrow just to see how um, excited he is. We're excited about getting bird-related texts in because of the retirement of Aaron Finch. It's an idea we had last night. Gibbsy and lots of them are coming in. Um, we had Nathan Eagleton. I suggested that one. Larry Bird. Um, I thought of this one a bit um, outside of the square, but it doesn't matter. Dean Cox, because a rooster is a, a cock. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll pay it. It's Thank you. Word association. So uh, a couple more we've had this morning. Shea Cockatoo Collins, yep. Glenn Pigeon McGrath. Uh, what about Wayne the Duck Carey? Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Another one there. Tom Sparrow, Tom Hawkins. Uh, the uh, the text line's flowing, which is good to see this morning. Definitely keep them coming in. Lockie Jones from Port Adelaide, not too far away. Uh, Henry Hunt from the Redbacks will speak to. And Corey Homicide Williams does an amazing job promoting the NBL. who talk about the awards last night with Xavier Cooks from the Sydney Kings picking up the MVP and our Adelaide 36ers, Antonius Cleveland. And Kai Soto picking up some awards too. Uh, there's a lot going on in the AFL right now with a, a couple of changes when it comes to captaincy. So, first of all, uh, Nat Five from Frio explained why he stood down as the leader. Last year was a challenging year for me individually, but a great year for the club, and it just started to pave the way for a potential transition. I um, was really transparent with the other leaders, Peter Bell, Justin Longmuir, uh, and Garlo and trying to get to a position where we could really swing off me stepping aside and the next captain coming through. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, that sort of came to a head where intuitively um, I knew and we knew that it was an exciting opportunity for the club. So it's a big thing to stand down as a captain. How, how does that work from your experience? Does the captain say, no, I want to take a mental break from this? Because there's a lot of meetings and things like this. You obviously played with Mark Murphy, who had to have that decision um, and the conversation too, or is this a, hey, sit down, we need to go in another direction? Uh, yeah, I mean, every situation is different and uh, we've seen it a couple of a couple of examples of this already this year with obviously Scott Pendlebury. We've seen uh, now Nat Fife uh, as well. Um, I mean, there just comes a point where, it, yeah, there's time to, to move on uh, in that in that individual's career, in what they want to achieve and achieve as a team, um, there's always going to be guys waiting in the wings. And, and for Nat Fife, he feels like this is the best time for him him to step down. I think he's made a, a good call. Uh, as he mentioned, he, he struggled with, with injury in and out of the side for most of the year. Uh, and, and the side actually played pretty good footy without him. And, and that's no disrespect to, to Nat Fife, but he can now get as fit as he can, get back into this side and and get back to playing some good footy that we know he's capable of. So just that extra pressure of the extra, you know, leadership meetings, the the extra requirements you need to do from a from a sponsor point of view and, mm. you know, being the face of the, the playing group, uh, the, all those extra responsibilities that you have to do as a captain, there's no doubt uh, it takes a bit of weight off off your shoulders. So he's the second longest serving skipper in Frio history uh, behind... Matthew Pavlich and then that leaves that question mark on who's going to be next you know you, you have the names like Andrew Brayshaw who's last year one of the best players in the competition Caleb Sarong as as well so because of their their list you think it's going to be a young captain no matter what they decide uh yeah well I think there's probably three main candidates and you've you've named two of those in Brayshaw and Sarong the 
I think Brayshaw fits the mould perfectly. He's got his football in a position where he he's performing week in, week out. As you said, he's becoming one of the best players in the competition and certainly leads by example. The question will be, are they ready? Uh, Brayshaw's still only 23 uh, and Sarong's only 21. So are they mature enough to, to take that responsibility on? Uh, if they're not, they certainly will be, I reckon, in the next couple of years. The other one is Alex Pierce who uh, is in the leadership group. He's a bit more mature at 27. Uh, could he be the man for the next year or two while a Brayshaw or a Sarong just develop that little bit more and have full confidence they could take on the role? But uh, I certainly think uh, either Alex Pierce or Brayshaw would be the next Fremantle captain. So we saw Darcy Moore is going to lead Collingwood after Scott Pendlebury stepped down and then Joel Selwood after his premiership uh, victory. Now working alongside uh, the Melbourne Storm, there's a question mark over who is going to lead the Cats into 2023. This is Tom Stewart and his thoughts. I think over the next maybe two to three weeks, we'll have a... a pretty honest discussion with some people and um, obviously it's a, it's a process that the club won't take lightly. He, he did it his way and if I get a chance I'll do it my way. Um, if the group thinks I'm the man for the job then I'll take it with both hands and give it everything i got. He's incredible and I, I think the only disappointing thing about Tom Stewart for me is that he started his career in the AFL so late because I would have loved to see him play 300 games because he's elite. Yeah, he's, it's an amazing story really, isn't it, when you, when you look at it. And he's pretty keen mm. by the, the sounds of that to, to be the next Cats captain. Uh, I think it's probably down to a race in two. I think the other one's Dangerfield. Uh, I was a little bit surprised hearing comments uh, earlier in the preseason that he was keen to to take it on. If, if He was very forward about if, it. <laughs> if they wanted to go down that path. Um, oh, I mean, his, his career speaks for itself and his leadership style on the field speaks for itself as well. Uh, he certainly would do a good job, but I think Stewart is the man for the job for the Cats for the next couple of years. 29, still got a good three three or four years of good footy left in him, and he's just the general down back, and we'll set him up. And um, I mean, yeah, I think I think yeah, he's the man. So that leaves one more team, and they're here in South Australia. Um, where I feel we're waiting to see what happens with Rory Sloan and Adelaide. I, I feel that. He deserves the respect to make a decision himself. But then there's also the club point of view, whether they would like to start um, getting an, another captain ready right now, because there's a few candidates too that we've spoken about. Where do you think Rory and the Crows would be sitting as we are now almost mid-February? They need to do something and announce something soon, or they don't announce anything and it's just business as usual. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't think it'd take this long either. And I, my f- gut feel... Off the top was uh, when Rory uh, did his knee last year. Obviously, his focus was to get back first and foremost. And I I did think it would have been a pretty easy decision for him to to hand in the captaincy and and just focus on getting back, getting his body right and and getting back into this side and and playing good footy and, and taking them up the ladder. But... It begs some questions of why it has taken so long. Maybe he feels like he is still the man for the job and there's no doubt if if he decides, and you're right, it it will be his decision. Uh, You have to give him the respect uh, when it comes to to that. If he still thinks he's the man to lead this side, I don't think 
you should have or anyone can have any problems with that because he's done a fantastic job over the last few years. But um, yeah, I just think where he's at in his career, where where the the club's at, um, you know, he, he'll still be a leader no matter whether he's the captain or not. Um, but it could be a, a good transition for him to to help groom, uh, you know, or, and support if they were decide to to go with a, a different captain for twenty twenty three. And that different captain, the names that have been spoken about, you've mentioned the likes of Jordan Dawson. There's Tom Duday. Brody Smith did a stellar job last year too. So there are a few candidates. Brody's a bit more experienced than the other two. Jordan's been at the club for one season, but had an outstanding, especially second half of the year. Um, his name went up in lights early for the club after he kicked that goal off the siren in the showdown too. So everyone was talking about him. So they do have candidates. Yeah, they do. And I think he's even been quoted saying that he he wasn't sure or he doesn't know whether he's ready for it. a responsibility like that, like mm. I spoke about with some of those younger Fremantle players. So, uh, yeah, it's a, an extremely big decision for both the club and the players involved. So uh, the Crows are no doubt doing their extra due diligence in this process. And that's probably why we've seen it take so long. From the Crows to the power next, we are going to head to Alberton and catch up with Lockie Jones from the Port Adelaide Football Club. Don't forget, if you want us to ask anything on your behalf, best way to do it is send us a text 0427154166. It's 11 minutes past seven on SENSA. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 16 minutes past seven. Happy Wednesday, the 8th of Feb. We are here in Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy. We'll get to Lockie Jones in um, about 60 seconds. But Bryce Gibbs, with the retirement of Aaron Finch, we've been asking this morning on the text line, on social media, and with all of your calls, uh, athletes or people with bird-related names, have you got any more before I just completely blow your mind with one? Oh, you've got a good one, have you? Yeah. There's a few off the text. Uh, Not a person, but... uh, a sports team, yep. the Woodville Peckers. Yes. Yeah, not bad. Um, I've got, uh, what about um, Budgie Franklin? Does that, does that, no, does that's that, a, that? no, no, that's <laughs> no. Um, are you ready for this? Yeah, go on. The spelling is different, but the name is accurate. Yes. Sean Wren. Because a wren is a bird. <laughs> Sean Wren. Yeah, yeah, it's a play on. Thoughts? I like it. That's what it's all about. Okay, it's not about us anymore, though. Let's go to uh, a fantastic young gun from the Port Adelaide Football Club who is looking forward to a big 2023 after past couple of seasons have been quite interrupted due to injury. We've also heard whispers that his hair is a little bit shorter. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But Lockie Jones, thanks for joining us on SENSA. Good morning, mate. What are you having for breakfast, please? <laughs> Good morning, fellas. Uh, not too sure yet. I've uh, rocked out of bed about. 20 minutes ago, so um, I'll, I'll jump into the cupboard in a second and have a look. But uh, still got a bit of time before training, so which is nice. So there has been some whispers, Lockie, about this hair and the, the famous mullet might be a little bit shorter. Tell us, uh, can you confirm or deny this uh, this rumour that's floating around? Yeah, I can confirm that it has had a fairly decent trim up. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went into the barber and said I'll take a few inches off and yeah, it did exactly that. So, um, yeah, she's quite a bit shorter, but I, I like it. And um, I think some of the boys, you know, I know Kenny does as well. So used to give me a bit of 
bit of hassle over the long hair, so he's happy. Well, Bryce Gibbs certainly know what that's all about because he had to cut his hair as well. Um, and we had a question on the text line before we get into the serious footy stuff. Um, one of the texters wanted to know what product do you use in your hair and your moustache? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, wash it occasionally. That's about it. No, well, that's um, that's good. Okay, I'm glad he asked. <laughs> hey, Lockie, it's been a, a preseason where there's been, um, I guess, mixed results on the training track with a, a couple of small niggles for some players. Um, how is your body going? And can next Friday come around quick enough when we get to the internal trial? Yeah, no, mine's, mine's good. Um, I've had a couple of little you know, teething issues, but they seem to come and go at this time of year with training loads going up. Um but no, my body's holding up really well this pre-season. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to getting into the internal next week. Um, should be good fun. And I think a lot of the other boys are as well. I'm just keen to, you know, have a, have a proper game of footy for, for once. Uh, what line group have you been playing with, Lockie? Obviously, the internal trial next week that you said. Uh, what what uh, role is uh, is Kenny been playing you in over this summer? Uh, it's predominantly been back. Um, originally, it was... Well, at the start of pre-season, had a conversation with Kenny and he said that you know, I'll be moving back and that'll be sort of my position. But um, over the last week, I've had a little sniff in the midfield, which has been nice. Um, had a had a day match play uh, as a as a sort of just a midfield position. Um, but there were a few boys out, so I won't take that uh, as a I'll be playing midfield um, just yet. So. Maybe a chance to get a bit more in there, but I, I would assume um, if the full team's fit, then I'll be playing back. So it is going to be pretty uh, tight for spots uh, if everyone is fit, like you just said, and and that's that uh, that's obviously a good sign for for Port as a as a football club if if you've got internal um, competition for spots. So if you're going to be sitting at half back, who are some of the guys you, you're probably competing against? You're obviously really good mates with these guys, but uh, when it comes down to it, it's, it, it could be you or him or uh, everyone can't fit into that side. So who, who are the guys that uh, you're competing for, for that, that halfback spot with? Yeah, obviously there's quite a few, but yeah, obvious, um, Houston, Bonner, uh, Burton, even, um, Burn Jones, potentially some of the younger fellas, Tom McCullum, um, uh, the new boys have, have stepped up and shown a bit of uh, bit of what they can do, which has been good as well. Um, but yeah, there's there's probably four or five boys that are you know, all pushing for that same half back line spot. So it's definitely going to be tough. Some really exciting news for the fans that Sam Palpepper recommitted to the club for a couple more seasons. And I think sometimes people forget that he's only 25, 25 years of age because he, he plays beyond his years. Um, he talks about how important the club and the group is for him. Can you feel that moving into this year after the disappointment of last season? You need to have a connected group if you wanted to make amends and play finals. Yeah, obviously, it's that's obviously really exciting with, with Sam. Um, the team loves him and, um, you know, everyone wants to get the best out of him because we know what he can do. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the whole group has recouped and I feel like, you know, uh, some people say we say it every year, but I feel like, this year is a little bit different in my three years. Um, you know, we've got almost a full fit training squad. Um, the boys are really fit. You know, it looks pretty good for us so far, but we'll wait until we get into 
you know, we'll get the internal trial match done first and see um, where we are and then focus on anything, you know, that we, we pull out of the reviews and stuff and then take that into our trial games when we go over to Perth and play the two WA teams. So, um, yeah, I think the, the boys are obviously going to make a, a big statement this year. Do you think that's really important as well, Lockie? Because no matter how many internal trials you do or match sim, you get to the start of the season and if you're not on, then it could turn into what it did last year, zero five. So um, is that more of a focus from Kenny and the coaching staff this year is to take it a little bit more closely, um, the old cliche of the one week at a time, but but making sure that you are mentally and physically prepared for every match to avoid what happened last year? Yeah, obviously there's a big focus on that because no one wants to start the season how we did. But, um, you know, we, we've sort of changed up some... Um, team meetings and stuff to you know make sure the whole whole group knows what we're doing before we move on to the next and I think we're moving at a pretty good pace at the minute so yeah like I said the internal will be a good tester but obviously there's only so much you can do playing against your teammates that know exactly where you're going to go and you know what the game plan is so that'll be a good good test for match fitness you know a bit of physical and, and mental fitness but um yeah it won't be until we can play against some other teams to really to really nut out any problems that we've got left before we get into the season. Uh, Lockie, can you give us a word on uh, Willie Rioli and how he's tracking? There's been uh, some question marks in the past of, uh, of his fitness levels and, and some of the, the conditions he's returned to in training in the past. I saw a photo of him the other day and he looked ripped. He looked really happy. He, he looked like he, he's had a, a really big off-season and, and pre-season. And uh, if, if he's fit and firing, he can be extremely dangerous in that forward line for you guys. How's he travelling and uh, how much work has he put in over this summer? Yeah, he's come back in really good nick. Um, he's training really well. He's, he's doing pretty much ex- every, what everyone expected of him. Um, you know, that, that explosive small forward, um, he's... Taking a few boys by surprise, which has been good, but um, he's definitely in the nick that he needs to be in to be playing AFL footy again. So it's really exciting to see, and um, you know, hopefully he holds that into the season, and you know, we'll get to see what he's actually can do. Just before we let you go, we had a text zero four two seven one five four one double six. Is it true that you are taking part in Pilates with Orazio Fantasia? <laughs> No, I, I haven't taken any part in Pilates uh, with with Arazio especially, but um, I'm sure he loves to do it. So does it um, interest you, Lockie? There's a there's a fascination amongst the playing group. We see that Travis Boak is getting the fastest time trials he's ever got, and his rigs in impeccable condition, and he's very Pilates focused. So is it a mix of boys that? Um, have, have tried to change it up a little bit and focus on that. I've been speaking to Bryce about Pilates every morning now because I've started trying it. So is it something that does interest you or are you going to leave that till later in your career? Uh, no, it's, it's something that I'm all interested in. I'm always open to trying new things. And yeah, obviously when you, when you see Travis, um, the oldest guy on the list, you know, beating his own personal best in his time trial um, in, I don't know what year it is, year 14, 15 of his... It must be higher than that. Whatever year he is in his career, um, it does it does make you wonder whether all these things actually help. And it's not until you try it and then you know see what sort of benefits you get from it. But um, yeah, I'm always open to trying things, and I haven't done Pilates yet, but I'll, I'll probably pick some of that up uh, once the season gets started. And 
just do those little things and see how we go. Well, we're excited. We know what you're capable of. We've seen so many glimpses of it, and we're, we're hoping there's a bit more consistency with your body as well, mate. So, Lockie, all the best next Friday. The tickets are on sale as well with um, the, the ticket proceeds going to split charities for the Port Adelaide Football Club down at Alberton, where there are limited tickets available because of the reconstruction there, but I'm sure you're excited to, to get in front of the fans once again before heading over to Western Australia. So we appreciate your time on SENSA, mate. No, no worries. Thank you, guys. He's a ripper, Lockie Jones. Just got out of bed as well. Still um, waking up. Isn't I, know, I feel bad guy. when we get him out of bed, but uh, he's very good and he's an exciting young player. You know, he's one of the most spoken about talents ever since playing back for Woodville West Torrance as a junior, and we love him at Port Adelaide. I just love how he he came into the comp and and just didn't take a backward step. Yeah, he's he's only twenty years old as it sits at the moment, but geez, he, he throws his body in and, and plays the game in the right way. So uh, he's obviously had another pre-season in the gym and will be stronger and fitter again. So he's uh, he's got a huge upside, he's Lockie Jones. Very quickly, before we go to the break, we've got a, uh, a text saying, have the Port boys seen the uh, Essendon draftee TikTok video? Just to let you know, everybody know, it's fake. That's a fake video. That's not an actual um, Essendon player doing that TikTok video. So don't uh, believe it. As Donald Trump would say, fake news. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good morning. Morning, it's SENSA. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 27 minutes to eight on this Wednesday morning. Uh, very soon, Henry Hunt from the SA Redbacks and the best edition of the Bryce is Right. We have done Bryce Gibbs. We're looking at bird-related names today after the retirement of Aaron Finch. What do you got before the news? Uh, morning, lads. Long-time listener, eighth-time texter. Favourite bird-related athlete is quite simply Larry Bird. Yes, he has had a uh, few nominations. That was uh, from Source. Jackson um, Bird too, the cricketer. Jackson Bird, yeah. Lewis Bird. There's a few birds. Uh, and going off a little on a tangent, other than uh, athletes, not a sportsman, but a gladiator, Russell Crowe. That's good, of course, uh, and that just opens up another can of worms, doesn't it? Let's uh, just get let's actors. just get bird re- bird related names. I got one, Steven Seagal. <laughs> happy with that? <laughs> Robin Williams. There's a there's we, we could we could go on all day, like seriously. All right, the Bryce is right next. Is this Tire power, winning deals always. MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 22 minutes to 8. Happy Wednesday morning. Thanks for listening as well. If you are listening on 1629 or the app, plenty of ways you can get in touch with us. Thanks to Tire Power. Big holiday sale is now on. Plenty of um, bird-related surnames will... Get to them later with the caller or texture of the day getting the Signet Boost Power Bank. It's valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Only two Bryce's rights left in our incarnation of summer breakfast. Bryce, are you ready for the second last one? I'm probably as ready as I'll ever be today with uh, the topic on hand today. Here we go. Bryce Gibbs, come on down. Today's showcase features your choice of either the Adelaide Crows or Port Adelaide Ultimate Supporter Pack. In the Crows Pack, you'll pick up your very own pension, a discount card, a pair of high-performance XLR7 knitting needles, and for the sweet tooth, your very own deconstructed apricot slice. 
never search the butt bin for a Durry hit again in the ultimate Port Adelaide supporters pack. Your very own packet of Winfield Blues are now serving number three ticket from your nearest Centrelink. And you'll be the talk of Cell Block 5D with your very own Lynx Africa pack. All of this could be yours if the price is right. Jace, that's not funny. That's not funny. And I also, I'll have you know, got Lynx Africa from my mum for my birthday. So, Is that what that smell is? Oh, come on. <laughs> Far out. Okay. So every morning we've been testing Bryce Gibbs on, on different things. It's um, name pronunciation. When we started off with the Australian Open, it's famous quotes. It's sporting theme songs. It's movies. The number four. It's been a brilliant lead up to this point where I'm going to test you with a bit of Brycey Oki. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to play for you the start of a sporting, it's not a theme song, but it's a sports-related song that will be heard at the end of potentially a final or a celebration, anything that gets people up and about. Okay. And I'll so, play the so, start of it. So what do you need from me? Well, once it stops, I need you to sing the following line. <laughs> oh, this is a stitch-up. This is uh, this is going to provide uh, people with content for the rest of the year. I would have thought. Absolutely, it will. Let's get into it with song one. And we'll keep on fighting till the end. Yes, it's all good stuff. Very good start. One from one, Bryce Gibbs. Song two in the Bryce Aoki edition of The Price is Right. I've got no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Sitting in the Hall of Fame. Because you burn with the brightest flame, Bryce Gibbs. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, you are one from two. Song three in the Bryce Oki edition of The Bryce is Right. But have you heard about the great crusade? We ran into millions and nobody got paid. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, corners of the globe. For the Holy Grail. <laughs> and I'm going to give you that one. Yes. So the uh, official lyric is, yeah, we raised four corners of the globe for the Holy Grail. Song four in the Bryce Oki edition of The Bryce is Right. We are the power from Port. It's more than a sport. It's a true tradition. We'll never stop, stop, stop. Do it top, top, top. It's history here in the making. Just wanted to get that one on record so we can play that throughout the season. Of- I was on the uh, COVID top up. Former Port Adelaide great Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is for all the chocolates. If you get this one right, we're going to forget that you didn't know the script <laughs> Hall of Fame. So it is song five in the Bryce Yoki edition of The Bryce is Right. It's like I got this music. 
Shake it off, shake it off. Hey, hey, shake it off, shake it off. It's good enough for me. He's done it again. He's done it again. I reckon we've lost about 50 to 100 listeners just off that segment, I reckon. I reckon we've gained them. You might have tuned out. People walking past. I apologise for that. Having a look in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy. There's people just (laughs) looking, going... Bryce oh, Gibbs what is, is going on in there. A performer. We love him. That was incredible, mate. Oh, that's, so that's hard to come back from. That's nearly dummy. Tomorrow is going to really bring it home with the Bryce's right. <laughs> um, until we get there, though, next we're going to be catching up one of our uh, South Australian stars from the SA Redbacks in Henry Hunt. Good morning. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. At 11 minutes to 8, good morning to you Adelaide. A warm one today, 36 tomorrow. We are here thanks to MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group with the BBL finishing up. We turn our attention back to the Red Bull game and our Redbacks have really important couple of matches coming up to finish off their season hopefully still in contention to make the Shield and one day finals uh, a player who is the reigning Danzy medalist and we love having playing for the Redbacks is Henry Hunt. Morning mate and welcome back to Shield Cricket. Morning fellas, thanks for having me. How are you going? Yeah, we're really good. Uh, how pumped are you mate? Obviously the focus has been on the BBL and the white ball game for the past couple of months but now we slow things down a little bit and try to get our season back on track for the Redbacks. Yeah, absolutely. The Big Bash has obviously been a, a part of I guess the the summer holidays for the last eight, nine weeks so I think everyone's pretty keen to make that switch. Uh, obviously get a lot of the fellas who are away um, with other franchises. So to come back to Adelaide and, and get back into the Shield career, I think everyone's pumped and ready to go. We get a lot of experience back as well, Hunty, from players who have been playing in the BBL and not necessarily for the strikers. Uh, I'm assuming that can only be good for their professional development to be surrounded by other class players to learn as much as they can and bring back what they've learned to assist in the rest of the Shield season. Yeah, absolutely. With every with every side um, having multiple internationals um, to go away and to tap tap into their brains and, and rub shoulders with obviously like highly world class players from different franchises, only going to benefit the player, but also it's going to benefit the squad when they do come back. So yeah, you're 100 percent right on that. And I'm sure like we've only had one session uh, since everyone's back. Obviously McSweeney and and Johnson came back from uh, the final only a couple of days ago, but they're all they're both keen to obviously get back into into the Red Bull swing of things. And, and yeah, it, it'll be nice to have some conversations over coffee or at the ground about what they've learnt from, from previous internationals. So, Hunter, you've just said you've just come back as a team. Uh, has there been any conversation on what the, the goals and, and expectations are for, for the back end of the season? Um, are we still in the mix for t- to play Shield uh, finals and obviously sitting pretty well in the one-day side of things. Um, any goals or expectations been, been highlighted so far since being back? I think just to continue to play where we left off from last from um, our last Shield round and then obviously that last uh, one-day game against WA, which we were highly competitive at. A few things didn't go our way, which probably impacted on the result there. But I think we've, we've probably been a little bit 
I guess, shallow with our first inning scores, and that was highlighted throughout our meetings. Like, we have had a team meeting earlier in the week. Um, so that's probably one thing that we're, we're going to try and strive to do a lot better is batting first innings. Um, our bowlers have sort of helped us out with the stick, and obviously they bowled extremely well at, um, at the back end of those two games, those two Shield games. So um, any expectation, I think we've just got to continue to go out there and put our best foot forward. Um, we know that we've got a good enough side. Obviously, it's... Hetty and Kezia are a, uh, Hetty and Kezia are a massive miss, but I'm sure the depth of what, of what we've got in our squad um, is able to compete with any with any other state around the country. I can see that can also become a little bit frustrating though when uh, I guess with with Kez and Hetty a few years ago not being a consistent part of the international setup, it means you didn't know whether they were going to be playing for the Redbacks or not each game as it came. But now that we know that they are always going to be picked in the 11, it would probably allow you guys to focus on a bit more consistency and working on that cohesion, knowing who's going to play most matches. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like, I think that's one of the big things that you see success inside is just continuity with, with players. And obviously we love having, having them back, but it also gives a few of the players that haven't played a lot of games to actually have some experience rather than chopping in and out. Um, with one and two games here and there. So it's only going to make, I guess, a few of the players that haven't played as many games um, get more experience quickly. Um, and it gives them a good chance to obviously put their best foot forward um, and give it a red-hot shake. So, um, yeah, we've got some obviously some good young talent coming through. Um, you've got Thomas Kelly, who's obviously everyone probably knows from the from the strikers stuff. Like, he'll get a good opportunity. Um, and then obviously you've got some local boys like Daniel Drew, who's obviously taking his opportunity by, by the scruff of the neck over the last two years. And he's he's really put some great performances on the board. And we see him as, a I guess, a long-term prospect for, for the Shield whilst Hedy and Kez are away. I love Daniel Drew's resilience. There was a, a few seasons ago where he was playing for the Strikers and part of the, the Redback setup, and then he... He spent a bit of time away, but he's come back and he's been outstanding. And I really feel that that's um, a showcase of his personality and his resilience to be able to come back from adversity and continue to perform. I'm sure you're proud of him as a skipper at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I'm good mates with Drew, but yeah, it's always nice to see blokes that score runs actually get the give, like given the opportunity to to play. Like he's knocked down the door for probably the last two or three years. He scored some massive hundreds um, in the grade. Grade comp, and obviously skipping the West Torrens, um, the West Torrens grade comp, and he's like you pop into my cricket, and every second week he's scoring hundreds. So for him to come out and actually score some runs on the in the big stage of Shield cricket and against some quality opposition, he got 90 against Tasmanian last last game on a on a seeming wicket that was done in three days. It just shows that he's capable of, of performing against anyone at this level. So hopefully he continue continue to, I guess keep the progress of what he's wanting to do and give it a good shake. Uh, Hunty, how's the coach, Dizzy? Uh, there's been a bit of outside noise, um, you know, questioning whether he's the right man for the job. Um, how's he going? And uh, he's obviously looking forward to, to putting his best foot forward in the, in the back half of the year as well. Yeah, no, this is obviously good. He's great around the group, great man manager. Um, he's, he's obviously... He's had his probably there's a bit of white noise around that, but obviously Diz is the man for the job. He's signed an extension for two years, um, and I feel as though South Australia's got his back. Um, he's backing uh, for the next two years, so he's here to stay. Um, but yeah, no, he's been great around the group. Um, obviously, it's nice to have someone that's played the level of cricket that he's played. Um, 
and yeah, someone with that expertise, it's always nice to be able to tap into, especially as a captain. Hunty, what are we going to do about Thomas Kelly? Uh, I've been advised that Thomas portrays this character like he lives off the land and he's got a sheepdog and he's a farm boy, but then we find out that he and his brother Corey are from Mitcham in a pretty affluent area. So they're pretend cowboys that all they do is they watch Yellowstone on TV and they like to pretend they're from the country. How do we rein him in? Guess your guess is as good as mine, mate. But no, I, 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 I think... Uh, I think the best thing about TK is who he is. Like, obviously, he grew up in um, in Mitcham around that area um, in Highgate. Um, it's it's a, sort of a credit to him because sort of you can get, like, as a young fella, you can sort of get told to be someone else than, than who you are. So, obviously, he loves the, the outdoors and, and doing stuff outdoors with his brother. He's obviously bought a place out at Nan. Um, he's got his pet goat. He's got everything out there. So... No, it's, oh, I couldn't tell you how to rein him in. It's just nice to see that he can be himself, I guess, and, and enjoy being himself rather than have, I guess, a lot of other people scrutinise who he is. So, no, he's, I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. Well, like I, I, said, I mean that him. in all seriousness, what I love about TK is um, his genuine love and enthusiasm for playing cricket. And you can tell, as he said, that he... He just loves it and being part of the setup, and that's something that you have to hold on to because every every team needs characters around them who can perform, and his energy is really infectious. And I think someone like that is a, a player that you want to build a team around for the future, especially with a couple of South Aussie kids. Yeah, absolutely. You want to you want to um, obviously give some some local players some some opportunity, but he's obviously shown that he's capable of doing it, um, especially in the big bash. Last year, it was obviously quite tough. This year, with Shorty and Lenny scoring majority of the runs in the first half of the season, he was sort of strangled of opportunity, batting down at six. Um, but yeah, mate, like he's going to be one for the future. He's only young. Um, it's important that we obviously get some games into him now that he can he can tap into some experience later on. Um, but yeah, he's definitely one that he's got an eye for, that we've got an eye for the future, and I'm sure that he'll give it. Like I said, he'll give it a good shake over the next couple of years in Red Bull, and I think he'll be a multi-ball player. Um, in years, for many years to come. couple of big games coming up, Henry, WA, and then Victoria, who are just above us on the table too. So good luck. We appreciate you taking the time to have a chat to us on SENSA. Your season last uh, last year was absolutely outstanding. The reigning uh, Danzy medalist, and you've had a brilliant season so far now too. So all the best, mate, and have a great morning. Cheers, fellas. You have a good morning too. Be good to go and watch the Redbacks play too. It's it's obviously different. Like you, you go to Adelaide Oval or if they're playing at Karen Rolton Oval, it's the atmosphere is different to a big bash game, but it's still great to see these these players that are vying for a spot um, to eventually do what Travis Head and Alex Carey have done as well. Yeah, that's it. You've got to start somewhere. And uh, as uh, Hunty mentioned, there's a couple of good kids coming through our, our Redback sides and um, yeah, whether it is at Adelaide Oval or Karen Rolton, it's if you've got nothing to do on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, get down and watch the boys. It, uh, it's very soothing, Walshy. We are going to talk everything NBL next with the awards last night. Also, Bryce, I'm going to tell you how much it costs to go and see LeBron James play in potentially his record-breaking game. This is going to blow your mind, this amount of money, which I've never seen in my whole life. So stick around. We'll do it next on SENSA. Tire Power. Best buys on Big Brand Sale now on. With 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs.
If you have missed any of the chats we've had this morning with Lockie Jones from the Port Adelaide Football Club, we just spoke to Henry Hunt from the Redbacks, so we'll put it on the podcast. We podcast daily with some special stuff at the beginning of each podcast. So it's things that you won't hear listening on 1629 or on the app too. So you can download that. Bryce Gibbs, you are here today, tomorrow, obviously Saturday mornings, but Mark Bickley will be live for his first show on Tuesday morning from 6 o'clock. Corey Williams, not too far away to talk everything NBL at a couple of social media polls today, especially uh, related to Aaron Finch. And I think this has been the best thing we've ever done. Just gets the... uh Creative juices flowing, doesn't it? Does. it? A bit it of does. word association. Love it. Mm. Love it. You've got one for me? Yeah, I do. So because Aaron Finch announced his retirement from international cricket, we were having a look at some bird-related names. I have an Australian test cricketer, which is similar to one I mentioned earlier, but I was just thinking of it then because I was going to say um, Matt Henshaw because of the hen, but then I realised Matt Renshaw still works because of the wren yes. being the bird like Sean Wren. It certainly does. Happy with that? I'm pretty happy with it. We've got a couple of questionable ones for you, though. Oh, no. uh, Budgie Franklin got, got a mention yeah, that's earlier. A no. What about uh, Simon Blackbird? Nope. Josh Honeyeater? Nope. What about Laurie Keat Daly, the NRL Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. No. Nah. And one more, uh, Al Horford. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before you read out our poll result that we had this morning, um, speaking of NBA, I mentioned LeBron James is attempting to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record today against OKC. He needs 36 points. If he doesn't do it today, he'll do it against the Bucks pending injury. Um, the most expensive ticket to watch LeBron James today against Oklahoma City Thunder. Just give us a rough guess. I'm going to say upwards of $100,000. Oh, it's a little bit less. $69,162 for a ticket. Would I mean, that's crazy. But then you see the the affluent people that can go to the NBA games. But he's not guaranteed to break it no, today either. I don't think he'll do it today. I don't think he'll do it today either. Hmm. But tomorrow, if he does it, we'll just change what we said and we say we thought he was going to do it today. (laughs) Uh, We had a poll on social media today related to uh, championships around South Australia. Uh, Yes. Which was your favourite non-football SA championship win? Uh, The 2016 Adelaide United squad, the Adelaide Strikers BBL 07 squad, Adelaide 36ers 2002 championship or the Adelaide Giants 2003 Claxton Shield winners? And the winner on 38.1% is Adelaide United, the 2016 championship uh, for our Reds. That was pretty big, uh, over 50,000 people. And if I can find the uh, audio, my voice broke in front of 50,000 people um, and everybody laughed at me. So that was a real defining moment in my career. You would have been in your element. Yeah, I was. I was that, um, uh, that game. Very good memories. Uh, they weren't so good for the Adelaide 36ers this season. Missing the playoffs there. Mark Davis, perpetual MVP in their Hall of Fame, is on Friday night at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. And last night, the NBL had their awards. Next, we will speak to Corey Homicide Williams from the NBL just to give us his rap and his view on the Adelaide 36ers season. Tire Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Ten minutes past eight, we are live here in Studio Lumo SA. Big thanks to Tide Power as well. The big holiday sale is now on. Yesterday we were talking Gibbsy about Kyrie Irving 
leaving the Brooklyn Nets, being traded to the Dallas Mavericks. We just saw a photo of him on social media, and um, the first quote has come out from Kyrie Irving saying, um, on joining the Mavericks, I feel really wanted about departing Brooklyn. There are times that I felt really disrespected. So the war of words has begun. Hasn't taken Kyrie long, has it? To no. fire a few shots? Not at all. It's going to be awesome to get some insight into our local competition, the NBL, here with our next guest. Last night, the NBL Awards, Ron Xavier Cooks, picking up the Andrew Gaze Trophy as the most valuable player uh, and our very own Antonius Cleveland and Kai Soto winning awards as well, a man who is all over the NBL, and we're very excited to have him as part of SEN. Corey Homicide-Williams, morning. Homicide, a big night last night, but a big few weeks coming up in the playoffs good morning gentlemen how's everybody doing yeah we are we're excited we're emotional because the playoffs aren't featuring our adelaide 36ers which is our own fault but it also shows the strength of the competition which is it's really the best it's ever been the nbl at the moment and it's exciting time to be a basketball fan it definitely is and that room yesterday man last night the uh, nbl awards was fantastic it was great to be back in the building everybody dressed to impress and uh some really really important and big awards were given out xavier um, last Cook, night watching xavier cooks we didn't get to see him on friday night because he was rested against the 36ers but we have seen that there are nba scouts attending every game that he plays in now so one of those things where he's probably not going to be in the league too much longer. What he has done, let's just talk about the last year of Xavier Cooks. Grand final MVP, NBL champion, goes in the offseason to the New Zealand League, wins MVP of the league, then comes back to the NBL in superior form, wins MVP of the league, and now in a position for he and his kings to potentially go back-to-back. What a year. What a year. For him to do that in a league where Bryce Cotton continues to do what he did and former 36er Mitch Creekett, it speaks volumes. And for Sydney, are you saying that they still are the front runners to win the championship? 100%. I mean, um, you know, the last couple of uh, – the last two rounds, I'm going to say maybe – Two, three rounds, their record hasn't been the best. They hit a bit of a, a bump, but, you know, it's finals time now. Okay, so they will recalibrate. They know what's at stake um, with a leader like Derek Walton Jr., first team All-NBL, the best point guard in the competition. Um, he'll be ready to go. I spoke to him a little bit last night, and, you know, he's like, look, I'm, I'm healthy, and, you know, it's all business. I'm ready to go. We're about to level this thing up. I spoke to Justin Simon. He's actually a little bit upset that, you know, he wasn't a finalist for defensive player of the year. So he got more to prove. You know what I mean? So all that was was more motivation, you know, for him at least. And, you know, they haven't, again, they, they're two and four in the last six games. So, you know, they'll recalibrate, refocus, and it's the business end of the year, and they're ready to go. I know that. They'll be ready. It's certainly going to be an interesting final series, Homicide. And I wouldn't mind getting a word uh, from you on our 36ers. Obviously, really high hopes at the start of the season. Uh, they went over and, and beat uh, the Phoenix Suns in a, in a practice game. The, the, they thought they had the right pieces around. Um, and then it just, it just didn't play out the way 
we all thought it would. Obviously, the, the issues with Craig Randall and, and how that played out as well. What, what do you think the biggest issues were for the 36ers this year and, and why they couldn't quite live up to the high expectations from the start of the year? I mean, the biggest issue with the 36ers was, was their inability to play defense. You can't give up 90 points per game in the NBL night in, night out and think you're going to win games. That just doesn't happen. And that's what it comes down to. If your team can't play defense, you're not going to win. I don't care how talented you are. The majority of the games you're going to lose. Some of the games you win based off, you know, the ball bouncing the right way, you know, talent to get you over the line in a close one. You know what I mean? You hit a key shot down the stretch. But consistently, if you can't play defense, you're not going to win in this league. That's what it comes down to. So what does that mean looking forward for the 36ers? Kai Soto, who was the fans' favourite last night via social media, um, he's on the move. We're, we're hoping that Antonius Cleveland, the Defensive Player of the Year, stays. But then the rest of the squad, there's a lot of unknown, especially Daniel Johnson, who was out of the rotation a fair bit. We had a question on our text message, 0427154166. Do you think that that DJ needs to look at other options now if he's not in the plans of CJ Bruton? Of course he's in the plans. He's a veteran. He's been with Adelaide for, what, about 100 years. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> he loves Adelaide. Didn't he sound like a four-year extension two years ago, or, or was he a free agent? There's, there is a bit of talk here in South Australia that he may not be wearing a 36ers jersey next year, but then... The blowback from that comes back to the coach, CJ Bruton, where he needs to get things right moving into the last year of his contract too because the squad this year was good enough to challenge, if not win the championship. And everybody was making those bold statements like yourself, Homicide. So the 36ers fans are just disappointed. Yeah, it was a disappointing season. You know, you got to uh, – they opened the checkbook up. You got a solid – I mean, more than a solid. You had a star-studded team. And I made those comments based off the fact of what I saw in the preseason – you know, you go over there, you make history, and the numbers that your imports put up were incredible, right? Then one import, Craig Randall, you know, uh, that didn't work out. Everybody pointed the fingers at him, at him, at him, and him. He leaves, and then everybody else didn't step up consistently. So it's like everybody needs to really just look at themselves individually. It's one of those cases, I believe. You know, you got you to gotta, um, be accountable for your actions, what you did not do right. And you got to move forward on how you can be better. It's not a blame game. It's literally, it's everybody's fault. Just before we let you go, and for people who want to have a look at your takes on the NBL, they can follow your socials at C Homicide. It's been an outstanding season around the whole competition. The 36ers have broken crowd records for the past five games. You know, the, the big crowd in Sydney, the open-air matches in Melbourne and in Western Australia, the breakers get to go home and the jack jumpers keep doing what they're doing. You continually talk about the NBL being the second-best pro league in the world, and it seems to be really speaking volumes of truth this season, which gets everybody excited for the playoffs, but also the future of basketball in Australia. You know, what's interesting is, you know, whenever you're like the first person or the loudest person to say something, people always look at you like you're strange or you don't know what you're talking about, right? I said this maybe about two years ago, two, three years ago. This is the second best league in the world outside the NBA. That's what I said. And people are like, how, how, how? No, you're just talking. This little Australia, you just paid to say this, da 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 paid to promote. I'm like, I know what I know. Did I not play this game? Yes. 
Do I not know talent? Yes. I told the whole world before, nobody believed it, what LaMelo Ball was going to be. Look at him now. You know what I mean? So it's like years later now, it looks the way it looks. And, yeah, it's, it's great, but we knew this years ago. And here's how you know it. How many scouts are in this country? Regularly. Gone are the days you need to go to Europe to get a shot to go to the NBA. Come to Australia. It's proven. It's only going to get bigger. Strap yourselves in and enjoy this ride. Homicide. It's only going to get bigger. We love it. We love your passion as well. Thanks for everything that you do for the competition. We love having you in Australia, and uh, good luck for the playoffs, mate. We appreciate your time on SENSA. Thank you for your time as well, gentlemen. Peace. Hey, he's very good. What a ripper. Yeah, he's a legend. He loves speaking about the NBL. I think the biggest challenge was um, he paused at the end of every statement, and I didn't know whether he'd finished speaking <laughs> or not. <laughs> I didn't know whether to play or just go, is that it? <laughs> No, he's awesome, and you can follow him on the socials at C Homicide. It's S E N S A. Good morning. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 25 minutes past eight, been a really big show today too. A little while ago, we caught up with Lockie Jones from Port Adelaide Football Club who not only confirmed that he's had a haircut, uh, he talked about the preseason form of the boys. They're looking forward to playing in front of their fans next Friday night at Alberton, but also he doesn't do Pilates with Ratio Fantasia. Henry Hunt from the SA Redbacks, who need to get a win against Western Australia, who are top of the table if they want to feature in the finals at the end of the season in the Shield and, of course, the one-day competition. And uh, Corey Homicide-Williams then, who was very adamant that Daniel Johnson is staying at the Adelaide 36ers, which is big from him. So we're, we're hoping that stays the same. I will put all of those interviews on the podcast as well. And, of course, an incredible edition of The Bryce is Right, where it was Bryce Yoki where you just decided to start singing, Bryce. Yep, just, uh, no, nah, this, this one's a dead set stitch up, but uh, that's okay. I'm, uh, I'm happy to come to the, come to the party. And, You're a team uh, player. Uh, step outside my comfort zone and um, put out horrible lyrics. I think you did a great job, and I think you're too hard on yourself. So um, self-love is really important. We have the Signet Boost Power Bank. It's valued at $59.95. The Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7 for the caller and text of the day. We had a lot today, a lot of text messages in regards to bird-related names because of the retirement of Aaron Finch. We did. We got a bit creative with it this morning, and I'm giving it to a creative text message mm -hmm. and it's Mario from Maslin Beach uh, the Daniel Chick call That's good Daniel Chick who couldn't throw the bird because he had his finger amputated so uh, yeah he got creative did Mario and he wins the signet boost power bank this morning if you missed it earlier today I also read out a conspiracy theory in relation to this big record that everybody has spoken about regarding LeBron James. So he's been in the news recently, not only because um, he was quite unhappy that Kyrie Irving didn't end up at the Lakers. This is what he said. Well, definitely disappointed. 
I can't sit here and say I'm not disappointed on not being able to land such a talent, but someone that I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win championships. Well, he certainly helped the Cavaliers win back in 2015-16, and the reason we're talking about LeBron James isn't just because of my fanboy love for him. It's because today could be a record-breaking day, which is going to never be again beaten in our lifetime. So it's going to be huge international news. So if he scores 36 points today against the Oklahoma City Thunder, he will surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the league's all-time scorer. So I mentioned this, and I want you to go with me if it's the first time you've heard this conspiracy theory. So as the facts stand, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar passed Wilt Chamberlain's scoring record to become the NBA's all-time scoring leader on the 5th of April, 1984. This date is around 38 weeks before LeBron's birth on December 30, 1984. So this suggests that on the day that Kareem passed Wilt's record, LeBron's mum and dad said, let's celebrate. They were getting busy. They got busy (laughs) and LeBron was born. Are you with me now? I'm not. I'll give you. I'll give it to you because this. Uh, it's quick math. It checks out. Story checks out. Story checks out. Let's just don't fact check it. Let's just go with it anyway. We appreciate you getting involved today on the text line, the talkback line, and on social media. And tomorrow is a really emotional day because it's our last show together for a while before Mark Bickley joins. So have a good rest tonight. Continue Feb fast, and um, I want to see you up and about tomorrow morning, Bryce, because it's going to be a solid farewell. No doubt, we'll uh, we'll finish summer breakfast off with a bang, and uh, yeah, we'll get uh, get everyone busy on the text line again. So uh, looking forward to it tomorrow, Jared. Enjoy the day. Thirty three degrees. Be safe. We'll catch you tomorrow at SEN.